What if you could improve the amount of traffic that came to your website by 26%, the amount of conversions that occurred when people came, and the lifetime value of customers also by 26%? Would I have your attention? Well, if I've got your attention, then you really want to listen to today's show. Okay, here we go. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, Marketing Conversation for Business Owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, I'm talking to Michael Buzinski. He's a lifelong entrepreneur, digital marketing thought leader, and best-selling author. And he's going to talk about something called the Rule of 26, which is going to help you grow web traffic, conversions, and lifetime value. Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Lorraine. Michael, it's my pleasure. And I have to tell you that I'm intrigued, like any business owner, if there's a way that I can improve all of those metrics, you have my undivided attention. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, so uh, the Rule of 26 is just a concept that I came up with to help busy business owners specifically uh, service-centric businesses, understand that we do not have to dive into the complexities that is called digital marketing to get revenue from our websites. And so many of my business owners that I talk with, they think, well, my website's an expense. They don't see it as a revenue-generating tool within their company. And so I need to find an easy way to convey the fact that you can literally double the revenue coming from your website, if you just focus on three revenue moving or needle moving objectives, and that you kind of said it uh, at the beginning where it's, uh, we increase the traffic, we increase the conversion rate, and we increase the lifetime value of those web, those uh, clients coming from your website to get a compounded outcome of 100% more revenue. Awesome. So I'm going to break this down because you identified three levers and let's pull each one individually. Let's start with web traffic. If I want to increase my web traffic, what should I be focusing on? What's busy work or a distraction that I can let go of? Busy work is a good one right there. So there's a lot of people who think that if they're on social media and they're creating content that people will engage with, that they'll get more traffic to their website. And I will tell you right now that that is not going to happen and nor is the traffic you do happen to get profitable. There's actually statistics out there that show that search engine traffic is seven times more profitable than organic social media traffic, meaning that that you have a 14% chance of getting business from somebody coming from a search engine versus 2% from a social media visit. Wow. On the one hand, that makes a lot of sense to me because when someone goes to search, they have a specific question in mind. And if they find you, they're going to be more likely to click on it. They're already sort of pre-qualified, which also explains why search advertising is so expensive as compared to, let's say, social media advertising because the quality of who's coming is better. 100%. That's because you have intent, right? So a search mm-hmm. engine query is 
a intentional search for a service or product versus an interrupt of an ad coming in your feed while you're trying to pay attention to what's going on around you in your social world? I'm browsing through pictures of my friends' grandkids and their adorable kittens, and oh, look, there's an ad for accounting services. (laughs) Right? That makes a lot of sense. So focusing more on improving your search, and that doesn't necessarily, I know I mentioned advertising, but it doesn't necessarily have to be advertising. No, you can use uh, organic uh, search as a way to drive traffic by just making your website plentiful of content related to the questions and types of queries that people are using to find your type of business. Okay, so I am driving people who are coming to my website with an intention. They're at some point in their buyer journey, they want to know something, and they have seen something in a search engine that brings them to me. Now let's talk about that middle piece, that conversion. Where do I need to focus my attention to improve my conversion? Great question, Lorraine. The tension needs to be on the visitor. So many people, so many businesses make their websites about them and their features and their benefits versus the needs and wants of the visitors coming to their website. I used to refer to that as chest thumping. You know, these these guys oh, yeah. standing there kind of, you know, we're really good at this and we're really good at that. And I'm like, great, but can you change a light bulb? Because what I really want is someone to change my light bulb. <laughs> right? Right. No, I, I get it. I, I, I describe it to my clients as we need to stop talking about me, I, and we, and start talking about you, your, and yours. Absolutely. I used to talk about um, the red and blue pencil trick. And this goes back to when I was doing sales brochures, you know, so dating myself mm-hmm. a little bit. Basically circle in red every time you used a first person reference and circle mm-hmm. in blue every time you used second person. Mm. And words like our customers, mm-hmm. that's a first person reference because mm-hmm. you're still talking about you. And I always like to look for a two to one ratio. There you go just visually helped. And, you know, online, it's, it's a little harder to draw little circles on my monitor. Yeah. But you can make those, you can always copy and paste into a word uh, processor and make it all happen. (laughs) I, I actually try to get a three to one. And, and if I really am, I got something that's really personal. So you're touching somebody's heartstrings in some way. I literally look for a five to one ratio. Wow. Yeah, it gets tough. You have to re- like look at your content and rewrite it a lot of times. It's not just a matter of swapping a couple of words in a, in a sentence. It's literally creating a new context and then a, and approaching the, it from their point of view versus your point of view and helping them into that process. It, once you've got them in, and they're interested, then like deeper into the website, you can start talking about your benefits and features because you can offer that as something to read, mm-hmm. right? You can sit there and learn about us. Okay, great. I do. Mm-hmm. Nope. I really don't care. I really just still care about me mm-hmm. because people are selfish and that's okay. They're paying money to be selfish. Absolutely. That you earn the right to tell them about you once you've proven that you can take care of them. 
Nobody cares what you know until they know how much you care. Okay. Third thing, the lifetime value of a customer. How do I use my website or my digital marketing to increase the lifetime value of a customer? The first step is to position your website content to where it is talking to the perfect or most profitable type of clients you serve. So many times we see websites that are trying to be everything to everybody within the industry that they serve. And instead of being something to somebody very specific. So when we first start doing business, we as a service centric business, we'll take all the business we possibly can because we've got bills to pay. But over the years, or for my, in my, it took me about two years to figure this out at first, but it then took me 15 years to, to um, perfect. But once you realize who is taking up the most bandwidth for the least amount of money, who is not willing to pay what you're worth? Once we start getting rid of that, we open ourselves up to talking and working with people who appreciate us, we're willing to pay for what we are worth. And when we do that and we identify that person, then what we want, we want to do is make sure we understand that person down to the granule level and then talk to the pain points they specifically have. I tell small business owners all the time, it's not, sometimes the profit is in the calls you don't have to take. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because way, <laughs> talking to people who ain't going to buy or talking to buyers who are going to suck the living life out of you and try to drain your, your, your life blood of time, that's not profitable. And that's, you're in business for a profit and not all businesses are suited for all people. That's why there's so many types of businesses offering the same services. My company is not the best fit for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's okay. There is more business than all of us combined can handle out there. Absolutely. And I think particularly with service industries, having people up and downstream from you, that was always when I was running the agency. I had relationships with one or two companies that were larger than me, that were more specialized, that could handle projects that would have just swallowed me whole. Mm -hmm. And in return they sent me projects that really were too small for their system. And it was this wonderful reciprocal relationship, but it would never happen if I was really focused on taking every piece of business that I possibly could. Right. When you're spreading yourself out like that, if you're not specialized, you are running into efficiency issues because you have to have uh, SOPs for every piece that you have out there. And if you have just one or two, those are a lot easier to maintain because things change, right? Mm-hmm. And so if I have if things change in the digital world and I have 10 different service lines that I can offer you, how hard is it for me to keep up with my documentation? Mm-hmm. If my documentation's out of whack, that means my employees don't know what to do when things change as easily. Mm-hmm. And if they don't know what they're doing, they're very inefficient. Absolutely. All right, Michael, in just 10 minutes, you have given us some fabulous suggestions on how to literally double your revenue in three easy metrics. And I'm going to encourage anyone who is 
interested, who wants to learn more, to go to Michael's website, ruleof26.com. There will be a link in the show notes. Michael, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Lorraine. It was a pleasure. It was my pleasure, too. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to find other resources for your business, be sure to check out digitaltoolbox.club. Look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks. Thanks.